Well, hello, Internet. Welcome to the first episode of the SoloCast. And that is SoloCast with a Q and not a C. Today we're just going to talk about League of Legends. You know, the game that's been around for 10 years, but for some reason it's still number one on Twitch. And it's still bringing in millions of dollars a year. And it's probably top two, maybe the number one game played in esports right now. And, you know, we're just going to sit here and learn and talk about the game and how it used to be, how it is now, and all that stuff. I am your host. My name is Summix. I started at the end of Season 3. I'm not going to lie. I did quit two or three times. I didn't enjoy the game. You know, everybody says the community is bad, but the community is as bad as you make it. Um, We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, But what really brought me into the game was Fiddlesticks and Lulu. And for whatever reason, I fell in love with these champions. I decided to keep playing the game. And come, you know, six years later, here I am owning all the champions. Decided to start my own podcast. And, you know, just pretty much decided to go all in with this. Because I do play other games. You know, I do dabble in WoW and Hearthstone and I tried Division and whatever else, but I keep coming back to League of Legends. It's um, it's a very fun game. You know, every single game is different. Every single game puts you in a different situation. Um, I'm going to go over some things, but, you know, it's, well, what if this, what if that, and you're always going to have a devil's advocate, but hopefully something I say today will intrigue you and you'll remember it and even if it's one out of the 45,000 things I say or you remember everything like good job um I started in season three and then I decided to go into ranked on season four and I got silver and then I climbed my way up to platinum in season seven and the reason I got platinum was I believe Rakan he came out in season seven um, and he started to get nerf over the past two years. And he's starting to get more buffs. But he's still not where he used to be and the reason I climbed. I'm currently gold one. And I am... I'm currently gold one. And I am in my promos to platinum. So, you know, I should be there momentarily. I'm currently playing Morgana and Lux. Um, I have messed with Fiddlesticks support, and I've played Tarek and, you know, Thresh. Blitz is supposed to be really good right now, but I don't enjoy that playstyle. So, um, obviously, you always want to play who's in the meta and who's good, but don't force it if you don't know what you're doing. Um, As for starting a podcast, I've been wanting to do this for a very long time. And for whatever reason, I've been procrastinating, or I've been intimidated, I've been scared. But I have a new mic. I have two computers for uh, dual monitoring, I have a camera, I have a stream, I just, I've been lollygagging and no, I just I decided to do it, so here we go, right? Uh, the meta, the meta in League of Legends right now, I feel like season 9 is one of the best metas that we've been in in a very long time. You know, we went through the Ardent Censor, we went through the, the tank metas, all that, you know, the game, the Riot which is, you know, the uh, the creators of League of Legends. They don't want the game to be one person can take over the game. They want the game to be a team-based game. And the meta, I feel like all the supports in the game are viable. I feel like most assassins are viable. I feel most of the tanks are viable. ADCs, everybody can play it, a certain ADC. But it comes down to your mechanics and knowing how to play the game. So... 
you know, that's what all that comes down to. I think my top picks for me in support, I already talked about, which was Morgan Lux. I'm trying to play more Rakan again, like I talked about previously in Season 7. Uh, mid lane, I'd like to play more Talon, but I don't play him. Uh, I like to play Nico. I like to play Fizz. Um, but sometimes, you, you know, obviously, if you want to learn a new champion... You're going to have to learn it. You can't just, oh, this champion has a 66% mid lane. So if I pick it, it's going to do good. And it's like, that's not how the game works. You have to understand the game, understand the champion, and why it's 66% win rate. Not just, I pick it, and then I win. I, mean, I wish it was that easier because I'd be playing, you know, Darius top lane or Draven bot lane, you know, whatever this heck room jungle, like whatever the circumstances are, you have to understand why and you know we're going to get into a bunch of things like that today um and also my top picks for top lane i'd say darius renekton um this both can really hold themselves they can get double kills when the jungler ganks but um i think today i'm going to talk a lot about everything and then probably the next episode i'll start honing in on specific things um i am a support main i have been for a very long time I play mid, I can play top, I'm not good at ADC, I'm too passive, and I don't like jungle, because if my lanes do bad, and then I try to come and help them, I feel like I'm just helping the enemy team by giving them another kill, or, you know, if I do gank, and the jungler that I'm against ganks and i don't get a kill but he does that puts him so far ahead of me i just i don't enjoy the jungle role so um i guess today we're just going to talk about tips on how to be better at the game and what to do and what not to do so first off i'd like to talk about the beginning of the game um everybody likes to scrap at level one and it all depends on who you pick you know if you have a rengar level one and you have an echo and you have I don't know it's all about your crowd control your CC if you can start level one with crowd control with like a Nautilus or a Blitz or a Morgana or a slow even you know if you can burn those summoners before lane phase starts that gives that lane an advantage already it's very situational very hypothetical but if you can you know if I'm playing Morgana and I throw a Q, and I hit their Ezreal. He probably didn't start his dash, so he's going to get hit by the Q, which means my team's going to collapse on him, which means he might force a flash. So then an Ezreal without a flash isn't as strong as he should be right now, but it's still good because he only has his blink and that cooldown between 13 and 18 seconds, and that window of 12 seconds, you know, you can take advantage of it and kill him. You know, he's a very safe ADC, any opportunities you can get to, to, to take advantage of, you know, his downfall, take it. Just take it. Um, same with team fights. You know, if the ADC is in front and Morgana hits a Q, then you shouldn't be team fighting. But if that ADC dies, their team fight isn't as strong, and you already have an advantage as long as he dies. If he does get caught and he lives, and your whole team goes in and then they, you know, counterplay you, then that's kind of you know SOL. But um, another thing, uh, during the game, when you, when you're low on health and whether you get a kill in lane or you, whatever the circumstances are, 
you get a kill and you you back right away and that's, that's kind of like disrespectful yes i know we all have an an e ego you know like our e peen <laughs> you um try to back around the corner you know back in in a bush walk back if you have to and just back in the open but i've seen too many people die for disrespecting the other team um it happens a lot and also when it comes to dying if you are you know in a skirmish and it's 4v4 and you guys kill two of them so that means that three of them are still alive but five are you still alive and you have let's say 200 hp don't back like i know it's low your your health is low and you should probably not what you should probably do but you know you want to back because you're low hp but there's two people dead so the odds of them killing you are low like you got to push that when they're dead to take advantages of the the map and take a tower or take some of their jungle or take their blue red buff or the scuttle i mean obviously we all went baron and dragon but you know as long as you feel semi safe i i recommend taking that opportunity of them dying and pushing your advantages um, when it comes to crowd control, um, I see a lot of people, you know, a Nautilus will throw his Q and that'll root them after he auto attacks. And then at the same time, fiddlesticks will come up and fear them. It's like, well, you just use two crowd controls at the same time. That does nothing for your team. You're going to want to chain them together. So, you know, Nautilus hits his Q, Nautilus roots then Q as fiddlesticks get that fear and that champion will be stuck for a good you know six to eight seconds you know and obviously if you have more team members that can crowd control someone do that but don't use your crowd control at the same time you know if Ari hits a fear don't pull her I mean yeah pull her I'm okay I'm lying I'm thinking blitzkrieg um but like you know bop her up or fear again, or whatever it might be. Like chain your crowd control. You have to chain it together because if you use it at the same time, they're out of that faster, and the opportunity won't be there as much. Um, so a big thing I've been seeing lately is split push champions and poke compositions. So if you pick like a Trindamir or Aatrox or a Jax or an Irelia, you know, a Zed, they're really good at split pushing. And if they're ahead, the other team cannot stop them individually. You have to play off of that split pusher. You know, even if it's Master Yi, if that person goes top lane and is pushing the top lane and then our ADC goes back, you're not taking advantage of that split pusher. You want the split pusher to have as much time as he can so he can, you know, take towers, push the waves, maybe even get an inhibitor. But the the rest of your teammates need to be pushing a lane as well as well so that you're you're making the op the enemies run around the map. Because if they can all go top and kill your split pusher, well, now they're going to be fighting you 5v4 and the odds of you winning are low or they're just going to kill the split pusher and take Baron because they're top lane. Like whatever the circumstances are. Um, poke compositions, you know. Let's say we have a jungler, Nidalee, a midlux, a bot Jin and Karma, and like a top Jace. Nobody can engage. You have to play around that because... 
if one of you get caught, they're going to jump on you and they're just going to chain jump on you. Like you guys got to play back. It's almost like playing ARAM without going in. Just poke, 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 poke. And hopefully you'll poke them out of lane and maybe, you know, fall back and do an objective or fall back and take a tower. But if you don't poke them, you're not playing to your composition and it's just not going to work out the way you want it to. Um, you know, I played a, with people that wanted to play a poke comp, but the Jace would go in with his hammer and it's like, homie, you're not building tank. You're going to die in three shots. And then, you know, it, it just it snowballs out of control from there. Um, so let's talk about warding. A lot of people don't appreciate warding and vision as they should. Um, so let's say the game's even and we're going to go to do Baron. And there's a pink warder in Baron and I'm there first. I should be the only one attacking that because as soon as two other people decide to attack it, that gives the enemy team vision that all of us are there. But if it's just me, you know, maybe they're just thinking, oh, Samix is just there, just clearing Baron. But if he sees three of them, it's like, oh, they're doing Baron. Like, it sounds very simple, but but let's say they do have vision that's not a pink ward, and you lay a pink ward, and the ward that they have is visible now and has an X on it. They can't see anything unless you touch that ward. You know, it's very situational. Should you kill the ward? Should you not? Probably not if you're going to do Baron. But if you're not going to do Baron, absolutely kill the ward because, you know, that vision score goes up and you get 15 gold and then you just move on from that. But if you're not, if, you, if you're if you going to do Baron or, or an objective that, can, that your pink ward can... You know, hide what you're doing. Don't attack the wards. You know, I'm I'm guilty of it sometimes, but just don't do it. And that's that. Uh, let's talk about gold. <laughs> so, I don't know a situation where if you have three thousand or five thousand gold, where you shouldn't back. I honestly cannot give you a reason on why you shouldn't do that. If you have two thousand gold, I say back, push the wave back. You know, ward something back. Obviously, if Baron's about to jump and it's 45 minutes into the game, you know, you probably should have backed before that. Or if, Bar if Dragon's about to spawn and it's an Infernal or, you know, an Ocean or whatever you prioritize individually, um, you should you should have backed 30 seconds before it respawned. Don't sit around and, you know, wait for four to 5,000 gold and then you're back. Um Let's see. Another another tip. Being greedy. I'm daily. I am guilty of this. Whether it's flashing forward for a kill or, you know, turning around just to get that one auto attack. If you're low HP and you know the enemy's going to come after you and you're going to get the assist, let your team do it. Unless you have like a super long range ability that can help the team or shield the team or damage the enemy. But if don't go back in, I've seen too many low elo people do this and they go back in hoping that their one little thing is going to get the kill, but they end up dying and just getting an assist. It's better to live and to get no assist or live and get an assist than it is to die. Like, 
no matter if it's 15 minutes into the game and your respawn time is only 20 seconds or it's 40 minutes into the game and your respawn time is a full minute, don't die. You being alive is huge. It's it's Even if you're not on the map, you're still a threat because they might not have vision where you're at. Um, so let's go back and talk about lane phase. Let's say you're mid lane and it's you playing as Lux and they're playing Morgana. And the Morgana has been pushing the wave all game, but now they're oob and they can't throw any spells. Take advantage of that. Sit in front of the wave. Don't let them get XP. Deny them creep. Let their creep kill your creep so they're not getting gold. You know, it's it's the little things in this game that are going to make you climb. And people, all these people are saying, play this champion, you'll climb. Or, you know, follow these rules in your climb. And it's like, all those tips are great, but so are these tips that I'm going to give you. You know, you got to... You got to play the little things because... You know, I don't know if you got any of you guys have played StarCraft before, but micro and macro. You know, micro is dodging skill shots, making sure you're killing CS, but then macro is like getting dragons, making sure you're getting towers, you know, getting the gold you need for the end game. You just yeah. It's the game is so complicated, but so simple at the same time. Um some last few tips I'd like to give you before we end the podcast here. Um, I'm not the type of person to review your games, my games, my own games, but it's always okay to go back and see what you did wrong, but make sure you fix it. And if you go back out and lose the same way, you're doing something wrong. You got to break those habits. I should probably watch my own games, but I feel like I understand the game enough and I probably shouldn't say this because I know the people and you know the professional players watch their own games and see what they did wrong. But I've never done that. And I'm sure if I did, um, I would learn a thing or two. But I've never, ever done that. I don't know if I ever will. But C9. C9 Reaper. You know what he told me? And I love this about him. And a lot of people don't agree with this. But let's say you're behind. Or you're even. Do you want to sit around and and watch the team slowly beat you? Or do you want to be aggressive and fight? You know, even if you're behind the ADCs in front of the team, fight. If you slowly sit around and let them slowly take your towers and give them Baron for free, you're going to lose the game. You have to fight. I'm not saying fight by yourself. But get that engaged, you know, show the team that you can hit that Morgana Q or hit that Leona E or whatever it might be. Last thing, play your win condition. No. I'm a support main, and if my ADC is not good or isn't the expectations that I believe he should be, but my top laner is 4-0, don't die in lane. And, you know, 5-10 minutes go by. Help your top laner, you know, let your top laner carry you through the game. You not dying means they don't get gold, which means your top laner is only going to do better. Or if it's your mid laner, just not dying is the biggest thing. 
when it comes to letting your other team, letting your team carry you. Granted, if you're the one carrying, don't stop what you're doing. Just keep doing it. But sometimes, you know, you have to help your team as a support player. And, you know, as a support player, you're going to want to help your ADC if your ADC is fed. But if she or he is not doing as well as they're supposed to be, move on. You know, help somebody else. You're... You start off with the ADC, but you can always support your jungler. You should always support your jungler revision, but that's probably another episode. But just support the team in the best way you think possible and fight towards your win condition. Uh, last little tip. I said that how many times now? Probably four or five or six or 12. If you're the type of champion that pushes the wave mid or top, push the wave, disappear. I'm not saying roam. I mean, if you can roam, take advantage of it. But make them think you're roaming if you're not roaming. Walk into the bush. You know, ward their jungle. Take a lap around the jungle. Whatever it might be. But if you just sit mid, you give the other lanes a, a, a sense of security that you're not going to go anywhere. Anyway, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the first podcast of the solo cast. I hope to make more of these. I hope you enjoyed this. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.